As a way to honor all of the mothers on here, from now through Mother's Day weekend, you can grab the My Essential Birth course and get the new bonus birth affirmations track plus matching birth affirmation cards and get entered to win one of three goodies from Docatot. Or you can be one of the first five to bundle and save grabbing the My Essential Birth and Postpartum course. And I will personally send you a handmade 100% muslin cotton belly bind with your bonus tutorial video. Plus you get all the bonuses from before the birth affirmation track, matching birth affirmation cards, and you get entered to win one of three goodies from Docatot totaling $247 worth of goodies. Head to myessentialbirth.com forward slash get started and join me in the birth course today. Happy Mother's Day. Women have been giving birth for centuries, so it's a pretty natural experience, right? Wrong. I'm Stephanie King, professional doula, childbirth educator, and the creator of the My Essential Birth Course, the online childbirth education course that's helping women everywhere confidently achieve their best birth. Today's culture would have us think that birth should be treated like an illness or an emergency, and that most of us need other people telling us what's best for our bodies because we aren't the experts. So sit tight, because if you're tuning into this podcast, you'll probably start to believe in your body, your intuition, and find yourself empowered and confident to do what it takes to have the birth of your dreams. If you like listening to me take you through these weekly topics step-by-step, then you're going to love the My Essential Birth course. Make sure that you're subscribed to the podcast and definitely head over to myessentialbirth.com for the free downloads mentioned right here in these episodes and to join the birth course and community full of pregnant moms just like you. I have to add a disclaimer that I am not a medical professional and I cannot provide medical advice. All of the information expressed in this podcast are based off of personal, professional, and educational experiences and are my own opinion. Please work with a provider you trust for medical advice during your pregnancy and birth. So reviewer of the week is <laughs> Emily Ann 248. She's like the girl from Clifford, the big red dog. Isn't that her name? Emily Ann? I don't think so. Emily something? Emily something. But it was like they'd say her full name every single time. You're right. You and I don't remember what it is. Once you're an adult reading it. Yeah. Um, not... That Emily Ann is bad. Thank you, Emily Ann, two, for four, eight. leaving this review. <laughs> it's like two, 24 8 instead of 24 7. She's like one of those diners that stays open forever. And they, and they want you to know that they're always open. They're open 25. Go ahead seven, and read the review. Eight. Okay. Eight days a week. I lo- Informative and entertaining. That's why I picked this one, by the way. I love listening to this <laughs> podcast weekly. There's always so much great information that's evidence based. Oh, no kidding. <laughs> I enjoy that too. This is my side (laughs) comment. Back to Emily Ann. I can't wait to put all of this information to use soon. Is that it? Yeah, that was it. But I I thought it was a good one because, well, short and sweet to the point I think is also is amazing, but also just informative and entertaining. And I thought because I'm bringing my husband back on because I have this joyful time with you that. That we would pretend it was going to be another informative, evidence-based episode, but also... (laughs) Instead, you brought me. Enjoyable, I thought. Okay. So I think as a doula or a a birth support person, a father included, right? There's Mm -hmm. some training that goes into how to help a mom find good positions or find ways to get through birth that's going to be a little bit easier and a little bit more comfortable, right? And so even like thinking back to our birth classes that we took and things... Those were the tools that helped us to work well together and to make it a little easier for both of us, right? Yes. Okay. So it's a lot of hands-on techniques, and that includes Mm. 
positioning for mom as she works through labor, it's <laughs> super useful to understand everything that's happening inside of the body. But I don't think we're going to have time to get into that no. portion of it today. So, and it was useful for me too. So I'll just tell you, like as a mom, there's a lot of things that are happening inside that you don't see. And that's a lot more than a vaginal like, want to see. exam would tell you, for example. And that's like positioning of the baby or what your uterus is doing or hormones or all of these things that are happening on the inside that are really useful for you to know, like why, think, why the outside is feeling and doing what it's doing. But at the same time, these things will still work even when you don't understand that portion. Now, I liked, I liked under, it's fine. I liked understanding that because I thought of those things during my labor. Let me give you an example. So one of the things that happens as your body is having contractions is your cervix is opening. We call it dilation, right? So when they do a vaginal exam and they say you're three centimeters dilated, that means they felt your cervix and they can feel that it is three centimeters open. And so I would imagine when my contractions were pulling and I would feel pressure or intensity down there, I would imagine that ring getting bigger. That was my visualization that worked for me. I knew that that was happening. And so I pictured my uterus, um, my uterine muscles that were like pulling that cervix up so it could spread across baby's head. I was picturing the uh, mechanics of what was happening inside as I was feeling my contractions. So that's an image. (laughs) But for me, it was really helpful because I'm like, okay, this is like what is happening. It's not just pain that I'm working against. I was visualizing what was happening and I would visualize it as the contraction was happening. So if that contraction was a minute long, I was like for that 30 seconds, I was like, okay, I'm just going to breathe and I can see it open. And every time I breathe out, a little more opens. And every time I breathe out, a little more opens. And so it became this really comforting thing to me. Now, all of that to say, all of that's within the birth course. I definitely have talked about it on other podcast episodes. It's something I think the mechanics are really useful. And I think something that the guys really get into. Yeah, why aren't we doing that? As well, right? Because I'm not getting into all the teaching of that now. I want to talk about, like, that stuff is really interesting. And it's really fun, I think, like I said, for the guys to know. Because once you understand, I don't know. I think it's just interesting information. But I want to talk about the, like, useful, valuable tools and tips that you can use immediately that you guys can start practicing together that's going to make your birth a little bit easier and more comfortable. So with that enormous intro, I want to get into the birth positions and things that are going to be awesome and how the birth partner can assist you. And that's why I brought you back. (laughs) So let's do it. Um, Number one, as I want to talk about all the things And this will be quick because you guys know I talk about this a lot. And that is the things that you can do to prep your body to be more comfortable and get baby in a good position prior to labor and birth. If you had to guess, what do you think that is? Say that again. (laughs) So what are the things? What are the things that help your baby be in a good position and you, your Mm. body, get prepped for an easier, more comfortable birth? Practice. Okay. There were a couple of things that we did that you even helped me with prior to birth that helped with this yeah so on the first one we did not practice yes and it showed (laughs) on the second one we practiced a touch more you're talking about relaxation and things right yeah relaxation but also just like different birthing positions and okay i'm gonna go even simpler than that oh simpler than no okay to be fair i have not showed him this outline he has no idea what i'm talking about yes i'm talking about exercises what are some things that like prep our bodies prior like squatting squatting is huge right that's one on the third one after having witnessed the first two 
on the third one, I knew you needed as much stamina as humanly possible. Yeah. So I would trade you minutes of squat time for minutes of massage time. Like I would massage you for the amount of minutes that you squat during the day. Do it, ladies. It'll, yeah. And and gentlemen. Yeah. It's worth it. And that made a huge difference when you were squatting for four hours pretending to labor. So those are the squatting is one of them. Uh, three free exercises is what I was going for, right? Like the forward leaning inversion. Yeah. So that can help baby get into a really good position. Um, it may or may not feel really good as you continue to get a little heavier. It may and feel like the best position ever. <laughs> it might also feel like the worst. <laughs> it might. It's and then your pelvic tilts. Okay. And that's going to be, it's good for your uterine area, your lower back, all of those like core muscles, but it's also helping baby and your pelvic area just work well together what it's just like the worst sales pitch ever okay like when you're it might be the best thing you've ever done it might also be the biggest mistake of your life (laughs) not the biggest mistake i just mean it's really good for you the forward leaning inversion and you should do it it may feel really good but i think as you get bigger especially because you're like tilting yourself upside down it just gets maybe a little less comfortable depending on you and how you're feeling for that day and makes you want to heave yeah is that how it felt for you well, I can just tell that's how mm. it felt for you. <laughs> You're so rude. <laughs> Anyways, I will put a link in the show notes so that you guys can go ahead and make sure to download it's that. Uh, and as I said, it's just as much for mom's comfort as it is for baby's position. So everything that mm-hmm. I'm going to talk about you doing is going to be so that you have an easier, more comfortable birth. And that's always the goal, right? Because... No matter if you're choosing to go unmedicated or medicated, in hospital, out of hospital, whatever that looks like for you, the goal is to have as much comfort for as long as possible so that you're having less interventions and you have a little more control over your birth space. And I want to say, too, even with these things, and I know I've had moms, and it is true, like you can do all of the right things and baby can still end up being breech, right? Yeah. Even with our third, that Sometimes was the case. just as stubborn as us. Yes. Okay. Or they can be sidelined or they can have a cord wrapped around their neck. The truth is we don't get to pick all of that, but the goal is to try and prevent or take care of what we can and then understand that if there is a reason that baby is born a certain way, there's probably a reason for it. And it, it was neat. You weren't here for this. Because you ate that stuff you should have eaten way yeah. early on in your pregnancy. That it's was your probably fault. it. That was probably it. But anyways, I had an excellent interview and I'll, um, I'll link to it in these show notes as well. And that's one of the podcast episodes I just did with Dr. Brandy Nimchenko. And she was excellent. And we kind of talked about this where we were talking about positions and things and how successful she has like an 82% success rate in using the Webster's technique to get a breech baby to turn. That's a huge, like that's a big that's a really high success rate. You're smiling at me, but I want you to know. Like, I, no, it's, okay, it's like awesome. It's weird, dude. And she's like, but it doesn't always work. And like, why is that? And sometimes it's because, well, there's a reason that baby's being born the way that they are. And so I think as much as we like to have control over what we can, you know, baby knows best and our bodies when we're doing the right things. It'll, it'll all hash out, I think, is probably the most important thing. And then remembering. And be patient, too. Because sometimes things change. They flip around. They do whatever. And you, sometimes you got to wait it out. Yeah, that's true. You, you do what you can. Just use your intuition. Patience is part of it. Mindset is part of it. Yeah. They threw off your groove? No, you're fine. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know what happens when I was just going to say overall balance is really important in the pelvis. And then if you can just be mindful of simple things like good posture and right daily habits. Yeah, as we're sitting here hunched over these microphones. Like a I rat. Know. <laughs> But being aware of your body. Okay. So let's move on to the actual positions for labor. Now, number one, what's the worst position for labor? What's the thing you should be not doing? Laying down on your back. Okay. 
common Sorry, sense. I kind of yelled that in it's there. It's fine. Common sense will tell you that providers are still going to put you there. Why? Because it's easy. It's convenient. Maybe if they had some like weird medieval contraption looking thing that kind of leaned you forward on all fours and just kind of supported your belly a little bit, that'd be ideal. But then they can't really, you know, take anything serious that's going on in there. Maybe. As a way to honor all of the mothers on here, from now through Mother's Day weekend, you can grab the My Essential Birth course and get the new bonus birth affirmations track plus matching birth affirmation cards and get entered to win one of three goodies from Docatot. Or you can be one of the first five to bundle and save grabbing the My Essential Birth and Postpartum course. And I will personally send you a handmade 100% muslin cotton belly bind with your bonus tutorial video. Plus you get all the bonuses from before the birth affirmation track, matching birth affirmation cards, and you get entered to win one of three goodies from Docatot, totaling $247 worth of goodies. Head to myessentialbirth.com forward slash get started and join me in the birth course today. Happy Mother's Day. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I was I- just throwing out why they might not do it. <laughs> sure. After I thought maybe this would be good. Yeah. The reason that they do do it, though, is because it's it's, it's, re- it's, yeah. re- it's really easy for them to do a vaginal exam. It's easy for them to monitor baby. Um, but it's probably the least comfortable position for a birthing mom. Yeah. Now, if mom ends up in that position and that does end up being comfortable for her, that's different. If she puts herself there, if it ends up being comfortable for her, then you listen to mom and you trust her intuition. Let's bear all the weight down on your pelvis. That <laughs> you feel support great. it. But again, you know, there's there might be a reason that she's you feeling that way. You don't lying on your back? Sorry, that you was know, loud too. No, it's true. Not that it's the same thing as pooping, but... You no, I actually talk about how you don't poop standing on your head. So, well, I'd hope not. It'd fall down your body everywhere and make a huge mess. Good heavens. If you could get it out, is my point. You'd need some sort of vacuum machine. Well, it, okay. Let's stay on track here. Friendliness. <laughs> I am so sorry for everyone listening. All right, let's go by stage. <laughs> We're going to go by the first stage of birth, and then we'll head to the second stage. So first stage is? Is this the one where I gently walk you around like you're a geriatric? Yes. Oh, that's it. Yes. So first stage is active labor. This is, you have consistent contractions. This is everything from early active labor to very active labor to transition. All of that is first stage before you hit second stage, which is I have the urge to push and it's time to push a baby out. Okay. So there's a lot of, a lot of different positions that mom can use and a lot of things that are happening during that time. I think. Okay, so I told, I, yes, tell them about the forklift maneuver. I actually didn't have this one listed, but that is my mistake because Michael swears by this one. <laughs> well, that's, so if you need to get in there and make sure that she's doing what she needs to do, you need to come in behind her with your arms out, like a forklift under her arms, and just walk her up and down the stairs or up and around, kind of squatting down a little bit with her. Because if you don't get her moving, in the case of some women, she will stall out. Yeah. Or at least like end up stuck in a position that doesn't feel yeah. good, but she can't get out of because yeah. it's like you're in your head now and you're like, it's going to hurt more to move. Yeah. I can't. I'm stuck. You got to be a spotter. Yeah. You got to let her yeah. do some of the work, but you also got to know when to, you know, take some of the load. Yeah. I like that. And you talked about a couple of things too, which was like walking, which is one of them and yeah. squatting, which is another. Gently, like you're taking your grandma or your very enfeebled grandpa out for a walk. It's hard to move during labor. Yeah. It's hard to move. 
Yeah. Everything and hurts. Just, didn't we with <laughs> the third, we were pacing around the block, weren't we? Yeah. I wanted to get outside. Yeah. It was interesting because being outside felt good in like, I liked the air and the sun and the trees, but it also felt a little unsafe where like I wanted to be, for everyone. no, I just wanted to be like huddled and like it felt safer in my home. Yeah. So Nesting. yeah. But some people really like to be outside, like really that's, it lights them up and gets things They want to run into the woods to give birth to their baby. <sighs> okay. So sideline. The sheep and the wolves and everything lie down gently around them and watch. That's what you think women are thinking about? Yes, it is. Okay. So side-lying is one of them. This is something that we see like totally common, right? Yes. Especially early labor or when things like you're exhausted and you need to rest. Side-lying is something you really commonly see. And notice I'm not talking about being on your back. I'm very specifically saying Mm -hmm. side-lying because it feels different than being on your back. You don't have all the weight of your belly on your spine. Yeah, it's moved forward. And there's some variations of that that are really helpful. I've had moms give birth in this position quite a bit. And that is specifically if you are side-lying with a peanut ball in between your legs Mm. so that your the outlet of the pelvis is very open. And that's why I say this typically happens. We see it like early on where mom's trying to rest before things really get going or later on when you're like, I'm tired and I need to lay down, but we also have a baby on the way. It's just like after you ate way too much and you need to undo your pants and lay on your side a little bit and let things kind of, you know, drop onto the cushion. It's exactly like that. So we've got the peanut ball and everything is working in that direction. So just remember, this is a really, really good position. I'm curious, though, how can dad help if you've got side lying with or without a peanut ball? I can gently rub your head. Yep. And make soft cooing noises to you. Yep. I could use pillows. I don't know. Just anything sort of help take pressure off and I can sit with you, have your legs up on me and I can keep it, you know, little spaced out there really yeah my legs up on you (laughs) i don't mean like nuts up on me i just mean like (laughs) okay not sticking straight up in the air i just yeah actually you could be laying next to me and i could throw a leg over you sure yeah see yes doesn't seem so crazy we didn't particularly use this one okay where i was i didn't do that that's true curl up under your leg like a cat (laughs) yep so dad can help right like (laughs) the verbal cues the talking to mom um rubbing massaging getting the peanut ball if you're if you don't have a peanut ball um you can use a bunch of pillows particularly if you're at a hospital location you can use like the stirrup and have mom's leg up the idea is that she her hips are at least straight if not a little bit wider so we're opening that outlet of the pelvis so they should at least be even though Mm. it'll be more comfortable for mom Another one that we see is the um, pelvic tilt or hands and knees. And so when you're on hands and knees, it's actually really common to use a pelvic tilt. And it can be really, really great for a posterior baby too. So if you are a mom that's having back labor, uh, meaning that you're having a lot of pain in your lower back every contraction and it kind of doesn't completely subside even in between, there's a good chance it's because you have a posterior baby, uh, whether that's complete posterior or even just a little bit of a tilt. And so using something like a pelvic tilt and having your partner use a sheet or a rebozo to kind of give you some sifting in between your contractions while you're pelvic tilting, that can help. And I've done it several times successfully where it does turn a posterior baby. So Like you're polishing a bowling ball. Oh, that's a good way to think of it. I always say like <laughs> sifting, sifting the apples. The ball. <laughs> 
Well, even when you say sifting apples, like how often do we do that? Sifting so, apples, that's your example? Yeah, it's what I was taught when I learned about rebozo sifting. So it's sifting what I say. Sifting a load say. of English pears. <laughs> no, it's specifically I apples. Know, just, yeah. Don't mess it up. Okay. All right. Uh, so you, we've got you know when you're out in your orchard? <laughs> exactly. You got to sift some apples. Yeah. I think, well, the, a lot of the things, the techniques that we use are like time, you know, they've been used it's like forever. like a phrase from like the 1920s or something. It works. So you know sift the apples, up the engine to polish your, your bowling balls, jiggle your belly, whatever it is. Yeah. Do those things. It does have like, there's a little bit of a pressure to it, right? Because like you don't want to be pulling it up so tightly and of course I will teach you this in the videos in the course so jump in the course but you don't want to be pulling it up so tightly that it's uncomfortable but you don't want it to be so loose that it's really not sifting so it's got a little bit of a grip and you want it to like you're like moving that baby around in there a little bit. If you shoot some wax into it before you start you really get a nice shine on the belly. Shouldn't be done directly on the belly either. Should definitely be over clothing. It'll be more comfortable. <laughs> See, that's why I brought that up. Sometimes my <laughs> stupid sarcastic remarks are for a purpose. There they are. All right. Make sure if you're using hands and knees, just like a quick caution, make sure that you're giving your knees and your wrists a break. So sometimes, just like anything, just like we were talking about getting stuck in a position, you're like, oh, this feels so good and I don't want to move. When the contraction subsides, lean back and give your wrists yeah. a break because you can stay there longer. It won't hurt as bad. And then making sure to change positions, period, right? Yep. You Like any position you're going to need a break from, it'll be good for all of you. So do that. What? All right. Leaning over a birth ball or a chair or a couch or the back of a birth bed um, and something that allows your stomach to hang comfortably forward. So similar to hands and knees, but this will give different parts of you a break. I do have moms who have brought, um, what are they, like the gardening pads or something yeah, for their knees that's so what that I was thinking of. Mm-hmm, if you're not doing it on the bed so if you do want to be able to like uh i don't want to be on the bed leaning over like this i want to be i don't know i want to be in the bathroom and so i want to be kind of hanging over the bathtub that way i can be next to the the toilet because i'm throwing up or i you know just i have to pee a lot or whatever the case you can use that different places but something that is going to make it a little easier i actually did have a mom who brought knee pads which i kind of thought was like funny but then i'm like at the same time that's a good idea no, just smart. it looked funny yes you should lean but, over your baby's car seat that you probably have handy and let your belly just kind of fit into that thing. Don't do that. <laughs> Why? It'd be snug and it's It would not be comfortable. And that thing would tilt all over the place, realistically. Well, I don't mean like just that. I just mean like put it under you. Like if you're leaning over like a chair or a couch, put that under your belly. I have to cup it just right. Yeah. Watch it. Somebody's going to try it and write it in after hearing this and be like, that was amazing. I can't believe he said if that. If you do it, write it in. suggestion. Absolutely. I want to hear all about life. it. Her words. Her words. <laughs> Another one is sitting. So sitting specifically sitting. on a birth ball oh, okay. or leaned back. But I was thinking on a birth ball, hanging over a bed could be really nice. So if you're at home and this is like an... <laughs> this is like Maybe a, with a car seat under no, the bed? No, not at all. Uh, Why would that help? It would cup it Anyways, just right. It's shaped to take a baby. It would be so uncomfortable. Like, what are you trying? I can't even visually make this work. It's a stupid suggestion. I know. <laughs> Stop. Oh, sorry. Okay. So if you're sitting on the birth ball and leaning over the bed, if you're at home, I was going to say you can stack several pillows. It's like really comfortable, right? How like with our third and at home, like did I even get off the birth ball? I swear I was on that thing. If I wasn't walking, I was on yeah, the birth ball. Were, yeah. 
anyways, especially in early labor, I loved that thing. So um, you can do circle eights. Um, if you have, like if you're at the hospital, they have birth balls there. And if they don't, make sure you have one with you. But those are great because you can just crank that hospital bed, the height of it up and get it exactly where you need for leaning over the bed that way too. So it's another thing where it's like, it, the nice thing about a birth ball when you're talking about sitting is it puts almost no pressure on your perineum. It allows that area mm. to be really like soft and open and bulgy if it wants to be. Wow. And then you can just kind of move your hips and get it all going and help your baby work their little way down. All right. <laughs> so how can dad support mom sitting on birth ball? Um, <laughs> I mean, so I did the forklift thing on you even on the birth ball. Did you? Why did we do that? Whether you remember or not, just to help support you and kind of move you around. Okay. Plus, I your don't legs, that. your feet wouldn't touch the floor on the birth ball, so I'd have to kind of hold. No, I bought a small you. one, so I it know, did. Just kidding. You're so mean. On some of them, that is the case. So mean. It's true. I do say that if you have short legs, if you're tiny if like you're me, a wee lady. don't count on the birth balls at the hospital. Yeah. Have your own and buy it smaller, yeah. so that your feet can be flat. Feels better. Or I could, I, the other thing I would do is you would lean forward and I'd kind of like lean into you. I liked that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And counter pressure. your arms around me and you'd just kind of be able to hold on that way and I'd hold you up and yeah. you'd let your perineum open right up onto the ball. Actually, oh my gosh. Actually, I was going to talk about you started it. kind of walking next because... Uh, one of the things that I loved about us walking together and you kind of touched on it, like we walked outside for a little bit. Um, and we actually have some pictures. I was just going through them the other night, getting emotional, but <laughs> I, <laughs> they were really sweet. They were of the entire, my entire third birth experience. Anyways. And like our little kids are there. Like and, a long distance AT&T call suite. You know, I was kind of laughing though. Cause I didn't realize how ridiculous I looked. Like what was comfortable to me during that labor was wearing my husband's sweatpants and these big comfy socks and then i had a long sleeve shirt and a robe over it at one point yeah like i good. looked ridiculous they are not pictures i plan on showing anyone it looked ridiculous yeah. uh but i was so comfy i was like hot and then cold and why was i talking about this because we were walking outside <laughs> and I went, um there's a picture of me just like huddled into your chest during a contraction that i was having outside and i remember what that felt like looking at it and that's why I got so emotional. It's happening mm. again. But I was just like, it felt safe and comfortable. And remember I was talking about how outside felt a little foreign to me, but I could be next to you and that felt safe and comfortable. And it was like that throughout the whole birth as You're you were so supporting cute. me. And was this um, when I was really fat? It was. <laughs> no. So that's why it was so comfy. It was so comfy. But um, walking for labor is good no matter what. And something that we did, um, like you had said, was like, and we kind of call this like, right, like the rocking with your partner. It's really common for it, for rocking just back and forth because it moves your hips to feel really good and help position baby. But when you've got your birth partner, it's common for moms to put their arms over dad and just sit and rock and sway. And it's also really sweet. What? You just have to pretend you're Julia Stiles in that movie where she's being taught how to dance by that sassy guy i don't remember what it was i'm gonna guess i'm too stupid. young for this no no, no. And it was right all about of the listeners frame. are probably too really, young for this i never saw it but you just saw the ads for it and it looked really dumb my husband's turning 40 so in like a couple of years <laughs> yeah just let me have it one year <laughs> one year 
Don't okay. you remember what happened when I was turning 30? Here's the thing, you so guys. So she started saying I at was turning 27, 30 at like 27. I started telling I people. I forgot how old I was. I forgot <laughs> was how old 30. I was because she would so say that. She would make cards. our kids say it. People told them happy birthday, happy 30th. Yeah. Just the other day, I told my sister, you're so turning 40. She goes, oh my gosh, she's really turning 40. <laughs> no. So I put it on the calendar this year because you're 37. person is forgetful as I am. It's not helpful. <laughs> I think it's hilarious and he hates it so bad. So it'll get even funnier as it's like 50 and then 60. Anyways, if you want to send him a happy 40th, just send it my way and I will get it to him for sure. Anyways, I was going to say vari- <laughs> variations of this are like the rocking and swaying, the rocking with your birth partner, walking, you can do stairs um, and, Hip-hop. you know hip-hop oh that's true oh my gosh i didn't even talk about that but dancing during labor is a real thing see yes i love it stupid comments come in handy after (laughs) all nail it again yes hip-hop that was definitely not something that i did during labor i did do it during pregnancy though i loved you had your one i loved my over your knee (laughs) (laughs) it was fun uh okay so i kind of talked about the ways that you helped me you had a wife beater on little baggy sweatpants that's not true and adidas that's what he was wearing. And that, like I said, that one sweatpant leg up over your calf and a bandana tied around your head. So how can dad help? And with all your like, poses, you were down with your hand on your chin, looking like serious walking. at the camera with your friends. Go ahead. How can dad help with the walking and rocking? That was, and that was dating ourselves right there a little bit. <laughs> yourself. Oh, please. I'm I've young seen over the pictures here. of you doing that. You took... No, hip hop class when you were younger. Yeah, that was different. Yeah, I've I didn't seen know the you photos. Were being serious. My leg was not. I didn't have a sweatpant up. Oh yeah, I did. You probably did. It wasn't. I a made that pant. whole thing up, but I guarantee you, you made that no. costume, that image somewhere out there. I. That was part of what we wore for that specific dance routine, and mm-hmm. you did see the picture. Yeah, but it wasn't that exact costume. But I guarantee you, you wore something like that at some point. It was that exact costume. Okay, probably. how can dads help? With. The walking and such. The walking. Well, just like we kind of already mentioned before, just being supportive and next to you and holding Mm -hmm. you up and forcing you to do it in some cases and then being willing to pause because I do remember there were cases, like you said, where it was hitting hard and so you just have to kind of pause and I get to hug you. Yeah, it was sweet. I do remember like that we would do walking and then squatting and yeah. like you said so you'd be walking with me and then i'd go to squat down and you'd kind of i could lean back a little bit yeah. so i'd like squat and you would forklift me and i would lean back into your chest a little bit and that felt really good like being over my belly didn't feel super great but i could lean back into it and still allow that contraction to take hold and that was really good yeah. so i appreciated that i think um whether you're you know, birth partner, or if you have some kind of other birth support there, whether that's like a family friend or a doula or labor assistant, um, they can follow you around with water, right? I think counter pressure is really important. Like that was great. Like we had a doula and I could be kind of hung over you while I was holding on and she would be counter pressure in the back and, or we were, I was squatting down and I was with you, but she was counter pressure in the back. And so I, I really preferred having an extra person there and mm-hmm. feeling like I was able to be with my husband and also receive the physical support yeah. that I needed. That was really excellent. Um, same with like holding onto your hand. You were really good at verbal support, especially that third time, just saying really loving things and silly things. Um, that kept me going. I, don't I know. find sarcasm helps move the labor along. <laughs> For him. <laughs> if you can't tell that I do make sarcastic <laughs> quips yeah. frequently. Yeah. Yeah. 
Oh, boy. And then I actually wrote on here cleaning up pee because I've done that a couple of times. Yeah. Like you get mom walking it's, around and she's like, I got to squat. Oh, I have to pee. And it's like, well, let it go. Nobody cares. It's Great. basically like taking care of a really drunk friend who's really drunk <laughs> for about <laughs> nine hours, 12 hours. A really drunk friend Sometimes that they gotta you lean love. On you. And Sometimes they got to squat down and catch their breath. You got to pull their hair out of their face. <laughs> Sometimes they, Sometimes feel like they throw up. Sometimes they throw up. Sometimes yeah. they poop themselves. That's Sometimes okay. they pee. I didn't randomly. think about it like this, but I'll have to create a really fun PDF for that. Yeah. All right. So resolving stalls. This the is munchies. I wanted to talk about this like just for a really quick moment. They randomly hate you. So you get but then stalls. Then up and get emotional about it. Possibly at different places during your labor. And it's totally normal. So I want to just normalize that. So like an stall is I'm having contractions and then all of a sudden things are getting weird. They kind of like fizzle out and they're coming further apart. They're like being sporadic. You're getting way more of a break than you feel like you should be. It's because you're not trying hard enough. Providers might even be saying um, we're going to have to start talking about Pitocin <laughs> or whatever else. Right. Like there's I just wanted to tell you that it's very normal. And as the baby works through the different areas of the pelvis, the inlet and the outlet of the pelvis, you're it's very common for things to kind of chill out for a moment so that either baby can make positions or your body is kicking in. There's just different things that are happening. So um, that's another thing that I definitely go over in the birth course. So again, if you are not, if you haven't checked it out yet, I want you guys to go to myessentialbirth.com and just click the let's get started button. If you scroll down, it's going to show you every single class that we have. It's an eight week series, but you can, there's a four week session that you can do in an eight week session. Um, but it'll tell you exactly what is covered in each class. And this is one of them. So, all right, I want to move on to second stage now. Not every baby comes out like Taco Bell. <laughs> some babies come out like you ate a whole ton of stuffing and watermelon where there's a sense of urgency, but it's also got to take some time to work its way through. Yes. So second stage is all about pushing. So this is after you've gone through transition, right? We talk about that hardest part of labor. Um, transition will be probably you trying a ton of different positions and nothing's going to feel good and it feels overwhelming and you're like, I can't do this anymore. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, I have the urge to push. Yeah. Right. So it's just, it's the shortest, most intense part of birth. That's the fun one. That's, <laughs> that's the funnest well, one No, for I you. like it because it's the marker of like, you're at that point right. where, okay, this is, Something it's happening, happening. now. Yeah. It's no longer puttering around, you know, right. pretending to be in labor. Oh boy. So second stage, here's my favorite for pushing. And the first one you're going to think of is squatting, right? Because that's the most common. Now, whether or not that's you on a bed squatting or what we most often see is mom kind of semi-reclined with legs back or legs in stirrup or somebody holding them back or her holding them back. Uh, those are, it's in one way or another, you're probably going to be in some kind of squatting position when it comes to giving birth, which is why we stress, right, doing the squat. And dad can help a lot with that because <laughs> he's going to be either helping to hold a leg or helping with the forklift <laughs> or, <laughs> or whatever that looks like. Um, and then lying down is another one. So there's a side lying, as I mentioned, but again, another really common one, especially if you're giving birth at a hospital is semi reclined and your legs back in mm. one position or another. Um, mine was squatted in a birth tub. That yeah. was, you know, that's, that's the way to go. How I gave birth. Ugh. Is it? <laughs> it was great. 
I I loved the water because it took a lot of the pressure off yeah. and I was ready to get out and to do it if I needed to because I felt like it was maybe taking a little too much pressure off and then things it got allowed moving you to pretend you were laboring for too long it allowed pushing. me to take the mental break that I needed to be able to push past the pain yes that is true it's funny <laughs> that both our kids you you hit that point at like four in the morning where you're finally like okay I'm done let's get it out <laughs> push this thing out yeah I mean you do hit a point where you're like okay we got to be a little more serious about this yeah. now um, and it, again, it's like spotting someone. You can tell when they're pretending to be pushing really hard. So how giving can, it all they okay, have. how do birth partners help? How did you help when I was pretending? I told you to quit faking it. Did it work? Yes. No, it didn't. Yes, it did. No, it Because didn't. he was born like 20 minutes later. You're remembering that incorrectly. I have a photographic memory, sweetie. Really? And I remember that exactly how it went. You, okay. You were clouded in some weird hormonal birthing state. There's no <laughs> way you could remember, and time passed weirdly for you. Okay. But that's what had happened. No. You, ugh, it was so annoying when you said it, because I know it wasn't right away, because I was like, no, I'm not going to stop faking it for a while. It hurts. But anyways. But I can watch. It's the funniest <laughs> face. You're so pretending to be like, uh, It still hurt. I was still working through it. I'm not saying it didn't hurt. The face was real. Or that I you weren't working through anything. I wasn't making an extra face. I was but just I could breathing tell that out you of were my not nose. really pushing hard. It hurt. Yeah. I. That's why. I was pushing. But if you pushed a little pushing. harder, it would hurt more. But you just had to do it to get it over with. Yeah. You were being a big it baby. It was intense. A big baby having a little oh, baby. I don't really know how to comment <laughs> on that in this moment. It's okay. It's You need someone to direct your frustration at when you're pregnant. Or That's podcasting. what I'm doing. That's what I am. <laughs> I'm someone you can direct your frustration at while you're pregnant. Touché. Or laboring. Okay, sitting is another one, um, especially over the toilet. That's a really common one that we see, especially because during the pushing stage, it's pretty common for waters to break if they haven't broken already. And then every contraction is going to push a little bit more water out. So it's really comfortable for a mom to not have to worry about where the liquid is going or it's just another sensation you don't want to have to deal with. So yeah. being over the back of a toilet with a pillow on the, the back of the toilet is actually really common. Again, if you're small like me, um, I've had women who brought squatty potties um, or using small stools on either side of the toilet can make it a lot more comfortable. Obviously, you don't want to birth your baby into the toilet, um, and it depends on your provider. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I, I know once happened, it's like pushing yeah. time. Anyways, it's not, no, it's not like some common thing. So no, I but just, it has happened. But as I'm talking, they don't know. Maybe they don't know if I'm, I'm saying like, it'll be fine. You know, some providers will catch a baby over the toilet. Most providers are going to say, once you're pushy like that, once you're like serious about it, we need to get back on the bed. Convenience, safety, whatever. Catch so a baby over a toilet. I've had, I've absolutely had a midwife who has done that. Yeah. And mm. it's been totally fine. So it just depends on your provider and your comfort. You might be like super worried about baby okay. ending up in the yeah. Don't go there. I don't even know what the next comment is. I was thinking of an invention good. for like a net that would allow you to poop through it like large enough, but would also have, be tightly woven enough to where it would catch a baby. So look for that on the shop at My Essential Birth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not really. Toilet birthing net. Uh, so I was just going to say... It's the same for trying to poop during pregnancy, the same kind of like where you want your legs at if you're going to use the toilet during the second stage for pushing, which is why I was talking about squatty potty or having the stools, right? I would like, do you remember that? Like when I, we didn't have squatty potty back when I was having my babies, when I was pregnant. And do you remember I would put a laundry basket in front of the toilet to try to poop? Because. No. Nope. Okay. <laughs> I don't think I was in there for your poops. But don't you remember me talking about that? I'd nope. be like, bring me the laundry basket. 
Oh, maybe I do remember that. <laughs> but it, no, it was a little basket, though. Not okay, so here's basket. the truth. And you, if you were pregnant, you know this. Your hormones make things slow down all over. What? And so it becomes, like, it's easy for a pregnant mom to get constipated. And so that's it's actually really common for moms to have, like, stool softeners and stuff. And so, obviously, I'm going to tell you about all the high fiber and other supplements that you can take that are going to be better than a stool softener. But one of the little tips or tricks is to have your feet more in a squatted position to be able to have a bowel mm, movement, like those squatty potty, French or a laundry basket. S- side of the freeway or, toilets. It's just a hole in exactly, the ground. Exactly. Exactly like oh, that. a nightmare. <laughs> so well, it was because when you go to flush. No, it was an automatic flusher, remember? So you'd be oh, like trying to go was. in there to go to the bathroom and it automatically start just flushing everybody else's water all uh, over your feet. So you're like, forget anyways. it. Anyways. So that is a little when they're on the tip frits. for you as far as sitting. Okay. Really quick to wrap things up. Other things that make labor and birth a little bit easier that I think dad can absolutely take care of, but is really nice to have somebody else there so that they don't have to be worrying about it. Um, And these are super simple, quick list. Like chapstick, you were really good about making sure I had water during, like take a sip of water, take a sip of water. Let's use the restroom. Yeah. Comfy socks. That's a big one for me. I like to have my own clothing on too. Comfortable clothes. That's really important. The room temperature, the lights, that's all stuff that that you were taking care of chicken wings lighting candle chicken wings you had chicken wings oh food yes yeah making sure <laughs> making sure she's fed during labor uh the sounds if there was did we use music or sounds i wanted to i can't remember if we actually used them i don't think so i wish we would have i wish that's like one really? other tool I think that we would wanted have happened to, but you didn't like it i can't remember but having different it's all by the options mood too. yeah for, for things music. that you think you'll like just get thrown out the window and then telling us what we want to hear or what we need to hear. Oh, I'll tell you what you want to hear. <laughs> if any of you want my husband as your doula, he said he's going into doula work. So you're welcome. Possibly to. <laughs> or being a lactation consultant. We were trying to think of the most awkward things that he Two could of the do least weird for things other I could women do. in front of their husbands. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I also change diapers. <laughs> no, he doesn't. No, I don't. <laughs> Anyways, no matter what, I think that the learning and the knowledge is super, super important, right? It makes a huge difference because I've certainly been, I've been a doula for moms who haven't had the knowledge prior and gone into their birth. And when we're talking positions and things, it's like, you're telling, okay, hey, let's try to, you know, move your leg into this or let's sit on the birth ball and do this. Or you're just mentioning some things that maybe she hasn't heard before in her mind. Like she's like, eyes closed, can't picture that thing happening it makes it a little trickier or anyways, I I just think practice is key. Practice is key. And having the information prior to the birth space, it just makes a huge difference. Not just info. Yeah, that's true for us too. Practice. Yeah. Info's great. Practice is better. So take all of this that you just learned and go practice it with your birth partner. It's huge. Um, But I think too, like I had mentioned before, everything I've listed here, I absolutely cover in the birth course and I walk you through it step by step and there's videos and you have a workbook and there's labor rehearsal and relaxation practice with your birth partner. Those are all things that you should be doing regularly together. Um, And like you mentioned, because if you don't, then it just makes it a lot harder once like you think you can do these things and then you're like, uh, dang it. It's not muscle memory. Like we wanted it to be. And bonus, you get it without my commentary. Some of his commentary is actually in there. (laughs) It is. (laughs) Well, no, we did like, we brought the husbands on and we asked them questions. We interviewed you guys here in there. So like we had like a message to dads and, you Message know. to dance. Don't screw it up. <laughs> it's a little more detailed than that. You did a great job. Oh, so. yeah, I'm good. He hasn't seen it in a while. It was a good job. I don't think I, I ever like saw it. it. 
It's like one of those things. Like I wouldn't listen to myself on podcasts. I wouldn't look at myself on recording. Did I never show you that video? I don't think I ever have. I have never listened to any of these things that I've done. I've never watched any of the videos. I've never listened to any of that stuff because I, you know, when you record your own voice and you listen to it, all of a sudden you hear like this. It's Everybody's true. hypercritical of themselves. It's true. Anyways, I just think you you can't learn too much. You know, you're never going to wish that you hadn't learned that extra thing that maybe you got to use during yeah. birth. Or even if you learn all the things and you only use the one tool. Well, you, you how did you know you needed to learn that Fork one lifting. specific tool? <laughs> yep. Or the squatting or like, I don't know, how much massage practice and whatever rehearsal did yeah. we practice? And then I was like, don't touch me, you know? Yeah. So it, but at the same time, like it was still bonding. It still helped me relax. It's like, it's all part of it. So yeah. That's what it's about. Yeah. (laughs) So I hope you guys enjoyed this. And truly, I hope to see you in the birth course soon. That's it for this week. But make sure you subscribe to the podcast so that you get notifications first as I drop new episode every week. And don't forget to head over to myessentialbirth.com for all of the free downloads mentioned here and to join the birth course and community serving pregnant moms just like you. If you enjoyed this and other episodes, I would love it if you would take a few minutes to leave a review on Apple Podcasts. I read every single one and include one at the beginning of each episode. See you next week.